Welcome to Living Water Radio. Holy Communion is a sacrament, a sacred event. Some say it's the second sacrament. Is it? And what does it have to do with evangelism? Today, we're going to find out. My name is Pastor David Burkettall. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is an ordained minister, actively focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California, and in San Dimas, California, for over 40 years. Today, I'm filling in temporarily for pastors in the Los Angeles area, maintaining our yard as my gym, and I'm attempting to learn Mandarin Chinese. We are retired clergy and have over 80 years of ordained ministry experience between the two of us. Check out our first Living Water Radio podcast, number zero, Welcome and Introduction, for more information about us and this podcast. It's been said that the early bird catches the worm, but the second mouse gets the cheese. This past week, college sophomore Nick Dunlap won the Professional Golf Association's 2024 American Express Golf Tournament. He was the first amateur to win a PGA tournament in 33 years, and the youngest amateur to win one since 1910. Being an amateur, however, means that he is not allowed to receive the $1.5 million prize. Who gets the money? According to PGA rules, it goes to the next best scoring professional player in the tournament. In this case, to Christian Bezundenhout, the player who came in second. A sacrament is something that is commanded and practiced by Christ. It includes scripture and some physical thing which is the means by which humans enter into a transformative encounter with God, receiving God's grace. 16th century church reformer Martin Luther believed that only two of the seven Roman Catholic sacraments, baptism, confirmation, holy communion, confession, anointing of the sick, including last rites, marriage, and holy orders, met those requirements, baptism and holy communion. Holy communion has been called the second sacrament. Baptism brings us into the body of Christ, and holy communion feeds members of the body. In fact, baptism is a requirement for receiving Holy Communion. So, though Holy Communion is second in order, it is not secondary in importance. Jesus himself instituted Holy Communion during the Passover meal he shared with his disciples, his Last Supper. In some ways, he was preparing them for what was about to happen. Luther described Holy Communion in this way in his small catechism, or FAQs of the Christian life. What is Holy Communion, the sacrament of the altar? Holy Communion is the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ given with bread and wine, instituted by Christ himself for us to eat and drink. Where do the scriptures say this? Matthew 16, 20-30, Mark 14, 17-26, Luke 22, 14-30, and Paul 1 Corinthians 11.23-26 say, Our Lord Jesus Christ, in the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. 
After the same manner also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the new testament in my blood, which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. What happens in Holy Communion that's such a big deal? In Holy Communion, we commune with God. That's what makes it Holy Communion. God is present in, with, and under the forms of bread and wine. That's a big deal. In Holy Communion, Luther writes what the Bible says, We receive forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation. For where there is forgiveness of sins, there is also life and salvation. That's a big deal. Communion isn't a ritual or a snack or a tradition. It's not a symbolic meal. It is the living presence of the one true living God. And all that is necessary to receive it is to believe what is said in the words given and shed for you for the remission of sins. Luther concluded the FAQs with, For the words for you require simply a believing heart. If you go to a farmer's market, a supermarket, or a restaurant, you will see lots of food. You will also see people filled with food, some perhaps with more than they need. While too many experience food insecurity, we are a physically well-fed culture for the most part. But in our increasingly secular culture, you will find people who are starving for the good news of God in Jesus Christ. They look fine, but they are spiritually emaciated. They feel fine, but they are starving spiritually. They just don't know it yet. And yes, the other end of the spectrum is that we can be spiritually obese. We can be only consumers of the body and blood of Jesus and never share it, never work in response to it. Either way, it's not good for our heart, for our true selves. Holy Communion is the answer to our spiritual emptiness and the inner brokenness that comes with our estrangement from God. Holy Communion is the answer to our spiritual obesity because it sets us free from sin, death, and all the powers that oppose God. All that is necessary is a believing heart. Come to Holy Communion and enter into the presence of God. Let the Holy Spirit open your hardened heart. Listen to the promise of God given in that sacrament. Receive its benefits. Be a vessel, a blank slate. Be a place where God may enter and clean house. Consider all the ways you spend your time that give you no hope, no courage, no life, no power, but rather for the things that don't satisfy your real hunger. Be a new creation. Jesus offers us a way forward in John 6:27 where he says to his disciples, "Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you, for it is on him that God the Father has set his seal." When you buy your food, share some with the hungry. Give some money to organizations that help the poor. Announce the already-but-not-yet kingdom of God in your life. Get some spiritual exercise that is not self-serving or self-righteousness, the empty calories of virtue signaling. 
Work instead to proclaim the kingdom of God that has made you and all things new. Talk about what happens in Holy Communion and invite people to share what you have found in Jesus Christ in a living relationship with the one true living God. D.T. Niles, the Selenese, or today's Sri Lankan evangelist, ecumenical leader, and hymn writer once said, Evangelism is just one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. Martin Luther said almost the same thing. We are all mere beggars telling other beggars where to find bread. Someone showed us the way. We have been shown the way to bread, the bread of life in Jesus Christ. We have received new life. We are fed in the forms of bread and wine and holy communion. It is the second sacrament, but it is not secondary. It is, with baptism, the means of God's grace, the assurance of life and salvation. The world is starving for that which truly satisfies, which we receive in Holy Communion. Receive it and invite others to do the same. Share the good news. Today, let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at the Revs David and Sally at gmail.com or send us a tweet to at David Burkadal and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to either of the same addresses and we'll include them next time. Send your comments, questions, and concerns there as well and we'll respond to every one. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated, to open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Pray about it and ask the Holy Spirit to guide you. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune into the worship services they have available and support your church with your time, your treasure, and your talent. Pray for and support your pastor and church leaders as they seek to do God's will for your congregation. If you are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody, contact a friend or a relative, Google a local or national hotline, reach out. There are people around you who will walk with you through this dark time into the light. You are not alone. Wear a mask when you're outside your home. Practice social distancing. Wash or sanitize your hands regularly. Avoid crowds if you can. And be outside if you have to be in a crowd. But most importantly, get your vaccines and boosters. It's the one thing you can do to literally save lives and get us back on track. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with. Everyone you meet today struggles in some way. Be a helper and encourager. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together as we move into the new normal. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated.